1: hey you guys how are you doing say wednesday wednesday say wednesday and you know if it's wednesday we are interviewing another entrepreneur small business owner um leader in the community situation and today is like no other and today i am highly honored 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 i know i say this by everybody but seriously Stephanie Andrews is doing major things in the city of Lynchburg. She works with the WYCA. And remember earlier we um recorded with Nicholas, right? So Stephanie is our oh, and we also recorded with Mark. So this is my third nonprofit on the on the podcast. And I'm just so ecstatic because I used to do bookkeeping for nonprofits, and it, it really holds a special place in my heart because I because nonprofits is a whole other dimension, right, Stephanie? I mean, it's like, <laughs> it, it is, Absolutely. it's a labor of love, for sure. Even when you're someone who's getting a paycheck, I mean, at the end of the day, it is really a labor of love. And you have to, I mean, I think to move the needle forward, to make impact, you have to love what you do. So, um, Stephanie, tell the people who you are, your title, and then again, I, we already said you worked at the WCA, but give us all the accolades. Give it to us.
2: So, hey, everybody. It's um, My name is Stephanie Andrews, and I am currently the CEO for uh, YWCA uh, Central Virginia, and we are a nonprofit in the Central Virginia area that really works with um, women and families and children as it relates to um, issues with domestic violence and sexual assault. So, we um, definitely help out victims. We, we operate on a 24-7 basis, so we always have staff uh, available to help anyone in need in our community when it comes to domestic violence and sexual assault. Uh, also have a housing program right downtown that a lot of people don't know about, and it's available. We can house up to 30 single women um, in our building, and so that's an amazing um, benefit that we can offer to the the and yeah. like we are a lot of different so i try to like do this little spill and just kind of say hey we got you <laughs> um and so on the flip side of that we have like prevention um Two prevention programs where we work with youth in our community specifically those in middle and high school and so we have um, a men together which is our program that is dedicated to the young men and then we have our why girls program which is like a mentoring program working with the young ladies um and then of course we have our church street bridal which a lot of people know about and they've got their dresses from them but it's our bridal informal shop and we actually get donations from like major uh bridal companies all over the area like new york and so we get Kleinfeld and you know say yes to the dress type of dresses and what? so that's really exciting okay. yeah. yeah yeah so we love it Um, That is our largest fundraiser, so a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't realize that, too. But all the dresses sold there come back to all the programs for YWCA.
1: I love it. I did know all of the fun things about the YWCA, but I did not know that you guys had 24-hour staff. And that's always important, especially specifically because what the mission is, right? You never know when the time comes when a woman has to get out of a domestic situation and she needs shelter. So I have a question, though. Do you... um, Yeah. Do you guys also house women with children? So we do. So mm-hmm.
2: we um, we help women with children if they are coming from a domestic violence or sexual assault situation. Um, our independent housing unit, though, is just for single women. Okay. So, and that's just kind of, yeah, that's just like dormitory-style living where they have their own space, their own room, but then they, like, share bathrooms and kitchens and things like that. So it's, you know, kind of not able to do a family situation right. there, but definitely open to single women. But no, our shelters for domestic violence are definitely for all families and children and women and yeah.
1: I love that. Okay, great. So why are you so passionate about what you do?
2: Oh wow. Um, you know, like you said before, nonprofits is a labor of love. And I've been, you know, I've I've dabbled in the corporate world. I've dabbled in healthcare. I've even dabbled in education, but my passion has always been women and children. Mm-hmm. And so when I was able to, when I was offered this opportunity to step into this role, I just jumped to it because I used to serve on the board uh, for YWCA and then ultimately became the board president. And so it just, the passion and what they do just really stands out for me um, and just how we're able to help and kind of build our our arms and put our arms around the women and the family and the children in this community that really need it.
1: I love that answer and I love how you know yourself and you know what you're passionate about which also kind of is the catalyst to help us to push for the needle of our own purpose and aligns with the mission and you have such big impact in, in the city of Lynchburg and abroad right and you know even beyond Lynchburg right because Um, something I've learned from my grandfather, rest his soul. He passed away last year is, um, I met a a lady he had helped in Ohio. I was like, how did my granddaddy know a person in Ohio? But it's crazy how you can have impact in one space and it just, it really ripples out into the community even deeper than you could ever imagine because you helping that woman also assist her in whatever future things that she will do and you give them the, the, I guess the foundations and the, the um, stepping stones to, you know, get to a place of firm foundation, you know, where they can start over and stuff.
2: Absolutely. And so and we get people that are, you know, coming to us even out of town and, you know, from out of state as well, you know, just trying to escape the situation that they're in, get back on their feet, get themselves together and then move on. And so, yeah, definitely the the reach is definitely widespread.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed living in Richmond and I, and maybe it's because I'm still not very as familiar, but I feel like the homelessness to here. So, I, and I would actually have to correlate it with also women needs like you guys do at the YWCA is, um, I, I wonder and find myself concerned at times, um, if they have programming like you guys do in Lynchburg and, um. I'm just so it makes me grateful because I lived in Lynchburg for over 20 years and I know programs that help people and you just see the work actually being done. It's almost like um, you're reflecting and you're like when you're in the midst of something, you're like, okay, it's the norm. But then when you get out outside of it, you become even more grateful because you've seen what it can look like when the community comes together and helps and they're um, serving together with a purpose.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely, and one of the things that I love about YWCA is that we are from a national brand, so there's mm-hmm. over 200 YWCA's all around, you know, kind of serving the same mission, um, and so even if you don't have one in your specific area, you know, just, you should be able to find one close enough to you mm-hmm. or someone in that community that can
1: help you. Yeah, over 200 locations, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that there was so many. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Okay. So what's one of the easiest things?
2: all my staff,
1: you know, anybody
2: that's like directly reporting to me or wanting to pursue different leadership levels and just trying to like uplift them and give them the tools and the resources that they need in order to succeed. Because I know that a lot of times in my journey, I didn't have that specifically from certain people or, you know, just in general. And so Having to work twice or three times is hard. You know, mm-hmm. I want to make that easy for the next person, and I think that's the best part of like leadership for me.
1: Oh, I love that answer. What's been one of the hardest things about leadership?
2: Um, you know, on the flip side of that, I'd say it has to be people. <laughs> Good um, answer. <laughs> You know, honestly, no. And I say that because we're all different, right? And Mm -hmm. so we have a lot of different personalities and a lot of different, um, you know, people that are kind of interacting. But I think what helps with that is that we are all aligned with the same goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so if we can do that and we can figure out how to get through conflict, you know, have those crucial conversations um, and just kind of work together and, and just No, you got to meet people where they are sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I think the hardest part of leadership is just trying to make sure your team and everybody, even though everybody is different, making sure they're on the same page and being able to work together to get along,
1: to get the job done. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone thinks differently. And that's that's actually one of the things I admire about boards on nonprofits is that you have to collect. Everyone thinks differently. Right. We don't want everyone to be. Yes men, because if there's a better way to make get th- get things done or an easier way or you know just better resolution for it I, I'm here to listen um so that's something you always have to be open minded but look I've served on plenty of, of boards okay and if everyone can't be on a being um f- forward focusing on the mission you know they can get lost in their own um flavor of the of the day of themselves and I've seen that happen as well. But um yeah. we eventually get on the same page, you know, once we can put egos and things aside. So yeah. yeah absolutely. What's something you wish you knew before you started working in nonprofits?
2: Um oh. I think just honestly um how not really how hard you work, but sort of how hard you work, because, you know, it's a a really different, I think I've had the advantage of being in corporate world, being in a professional business environment. Uh, But then I used to volunteer all my time to to the nonprofit work. Uh, But then you don't see like when you serve on boards, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've served on a lot of boards as well. But when you serve on those boards, you don't see like the Every day, daily things that nonprofit workers, you know, go through, and I think just knowing what what everybody does, and just really understanding that, and wishing that um, to kind of portray that out to other people. Like, so I think if anybody has a passion and wants to work for a nonprofit, I think it's really just kind of making others aware of the fact that you know it is hard work and it's, like you said it's a labor of love and you've really got to be ready to pull you know jump in and roll your sleeves up and, and get it done and that's no matter what role you serve in the organization
1: okay yeah i totally agree with that yeah so, you guys, we have to pay some bills. You're going to hear our ad for this week. And also, just a reminder, um, all the links um, for this episode and for the ad are going to be in the show notes.
0: Calling all current, aspiring men and women business and non-business owners in Lynchburg and surrounding areas. You asked, and it's here. You're invited to the Business Networking Event of the Year. Business Brunch Connect. Finding Your Power, Passion, and Purpose, being held at Liberty Mountain Conference Center, located at 3700 Candler's Mountain Road, Lynchburg, Virginia. Are you ready to level up in your business? Join me alongside a bomb guest panel this October 8th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. as we talk business, power, wellness, and much more. Guest panelists, Shadé Campbell, Blakely Bath & Co., Kayla Jones, Vibe Lifestyles, LLC. LaShonda Brown, Bootstrap Biz Advice, Rhonda Carrico, All-Star Commercial and Residential Cleaning, Paige Howell, Avon Avenue Boutique, and Monica Barnett, also main speaker, Vanquish Beauty Studio and the Monica Lachelle Collection. After being in business for over four years, I realized there are a lot of women-owned businesses that are unknown in our area. So it became a passion of mine to bring more awareness and connect with other like-minded women to create a community for all women entrepreneurs because I believe we are stronger together. This event will be like no other, as there will be gems dropping from top women business owners in our area, complimentary headshots for VIP ticket holders, food, giveaways, and much more. But wait, we will be giving away at least two business scholarships to women-owned small businesses, one for $500 and one for $1,000. Early bird pricing ends soon, so don't miss out on your opportunity to learn business strategies to start or enhance your business and more. Tickets will be limited, so you better grab them early on Eventbrite.
1: All right, we are back with the second half of the interview today with Stephanie Andrews with the YWCA. Stephanie, be honest with me. What's the biggest lesson you've learned thus far being in any leadership position?
2: Honestly, the biggest lesson I would say is that you have to um, humble yourself sometimes. Like, so, you know, when I when I started out in, I guess, in working environment, you know, I, I strive to be like late other people that I saw. And the, the problem was I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. Mm -hmm. Um, But in leadership roles, but like the people that I was surrounded with, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. But I think it was really just trying to take a step back and know that I was still wet behind the ears. I was Mm -hmm. new. I was learning and just being able to take that constructive feedback and, you know, criticism or anything that I received. And turn it into a positive light to kind of lead me to the direction of where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was younger, of course, I was like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Or, you know, I didn't, you know, certain things you're like, you don't know that it's going to benefit you in the long run. right? And so I think the major lesson for me was that taking those pieces of information from people or learning opportunities and being able to turn them into a positive to kind of get to the where I want it to be in the end.
1: Right. I would also say I love that, you know, being humble, but I think that's a ongoing, that's a continuum situation for me because just as soon as I believe, yes, I, I've done something over and over and over again and I have some expertise in it. There's always, um, I'm reading a book called Atomic Habits and the last chapter I just read, it was mentioning that we always are drawn as humans to the least resistance of a resolution. And it's like, if you can put in place something that um, can make the task easier, you will be you will do it more. So let's say we always look, we, we are always trying to lose weight. I, I see it on your stories. I'll be posting me walking all the things, honey. And I'm like, all right, how can I how can I make less resistance to the goal I'm trying to get to? So maybe setting my coffee pot the night before, having a bottle of water next to my bedside when I first wake up, um, having my workout clothes laid out so I can just throw them on as soon as I wake up. And now I have a routine where I kind of just do it without even thinking. And that's the whole point, right? You want to make something such a habit in your life that you do it without much effort because it, it, it's the the lane of least resistance. But I had to make an environment of that space to meet the goal that I'm trying to get to now do I mess up absolutely okay it was my birthday this month (laughs) did I eat cake did I have cheesecake did I eat out every day did I was in Williamsburg for four days I mean come on now let's be honest okay (laughs) but I did go to the pool and I did like a little work you know I swam a little bit so I did a little workout you know what I'm saying but um I find I am more successful though when I set myself up for success and i'm and now trying to learn a space of being present in the now because I know whatever is for me will come to me regardless so instead of me trying to yes, I have goals and things I'm um pushing towards, but I find myself if I'm more appreciative or grateful in the now um one, it comes to me faster, but then I'm also very present in what I'm doing. So when I'm walking, I feel my breath. When I'm reading, I'm t- digesting the words I'm taking in and um, being very humble. I was, again, the humbleness you were mentioning and then being grateful. And that just brings a spirit of what I want around me and, uh, and people and things and um, just the life I'm living now.
2: Yeah, no. So I love that. And I I did read that book, too. So I love that book. But I, you know, and I will say when it comes to the humbleness, like, so I used to, like I said, want to aspire to be in a certain position Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, and so it was one of those things where I had to say, okay, you know, this isn't my time, even Mm -hmm. when I would get You know disappointed or frustrated about not getting to that level to when I wanted to be there Mm -hmm. um and so just really having to take that step back and say okay it's not your time but it will come and then when that time comes you you know you kind of sit back and you're like oh wow you know you have to live in that moment Mm -hmm. and then even so like like you said with all the um like even receiving accolades or awards Mm -hmm. or or anything like that. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm grateful. I'm so very grateful and thankful for them. Uh, But I do know that I'm still, I'm still becoming right. right. I'm not there. Um, And so, yeah, definitely having to know that.
1: Right. Yeah, I get that. So as we're wrapping up the podcast today, what do you hope the listeners of the Business After Dark podcast podcast will take away from you being a guest on the show today
2: i like my journey. i think what i want people to take from this is that No matter where you are on your journey, just know that your place and your time is coming. And you may have to put in a lot of the work, but know that in the end, you will get what you are wanting and seeking. And it may take time. It may not happen on your time, but it will happen. Um, And just remembering that you got to keep yourself open, open to the possibilities, open to the feedback that people are giving you. um, And just kind of, you know, being able to to stay humble and get yourself there.
1: I love that. I love that. All right. I did not have this on the questionnaire, so you could not prep for this. So I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. What is a sandwich (laughs) by definition?
2: I mean, I would think as well, I guess a sandwich is a meat between bread, so I guess it is. I
1: mean, I'm not trying to change your mind, Stephanie. We're going to go with your first answer, but I, I'm here to provoke thought for people. That, look, that's why I'm a good coach, okay? I don't give people the answers. I just provoke thought so you can have critical thinking about what you're saying. And it kind of takes me back to the book, too, to be honest, where people, again, sometimes we live, um, we are, we've been conditioned, right? And sometimes we... Um, answer or give feedback or do things right because um again the lane of least resistance but also because it's familiar to us but then when you get to thinking about it you're like you know what actually if i put some context around here because i believe words matter people use words um, simultaneously like they mean the same thing like communicating is not the same thing as um, comprehension okay just because you talk right, a lot does right. not mean you have understanding about what you're he- hearing or saying to be honest I most definitely have had conversations with people who say a lot of words but are not saying anything <laughs> <Definitely>, yeah. <laughs> so, okay but you said a hot dog you said a hot dog is not a sandwich I, appre- I and I appreciate and respect your answer okay <laughs> All right, second question. Um, you said you wrote read Atomic Habits. Do you have a current book you are reading now that you would like to suggest to the people?
2: Um, honestly right now I'm reading sixteen nineteen, um, Ooh. because I'm part of yeah, I'm part of a book club,
1: okay. um,
2: but I would, yeah, so, I mean, I would suggest it. It's a heavy read, but, you know, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I said I so. wanted to read it, but most definitely would have to be more leisure. Like, I know it'd probably take yeah. me three or four months to get through it. It's been taking me, oh, Atomic Habits was my July book, I believe, and then now here it is, the beginning of September. I was supposed to be reading one chapter a month, so now I'm reading that in addition to... Um, now the book called now by um echo tolly um so yeah so I'm, and i'm also reading um top of the browns book but that's like an easy read so i'm reading three books to catch up on my one chapter a day
2: because <laughs> i'm uh-huh. a couple hey, I have, I books behind three books at one time
1: yeah <laughs> yes, yes yes okay and last question is what is a go-to statement or phrase that you say to yourself when you're having a not so good day, oh
2: uh, oh, that's good, um well, it just it depends on the day, the moment I'm having, and whatnot, um, and what's going on, but really, I just my go to is always you know what that happened today, it's always tomorrow,
1: oh, um. Um, Lindsay said that yesterday. Oh, that must be something. Ah. I that must be some that must be a message for me. Okay, I'm gonna receive that. Ah, I received that. Okay, okay, on this good Sunday, <laughs> it's true, yeah. honey. The way that my life has been set up with the IRS since COVID has been very stressful, oh. and um, it this is and you know again, like I said, it was my birthday month, and I'm also I'm always very reflective during my birthday month because it's almost like a a new new year, you know, another form of a new year where I wanna list out all of the new resolutions and things that I want to do but I am I am being present in the now but also knowing that I feel like a pivot needs to happen and I'm in the process of it I just need to buckle down and um get it done yeah oh I hear that yeah yeah I get that Stephanie thank wow. you so much for your time today thank you so much for being the potty
2: Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a
1: long time coming. Yes, yes, girl. All of us. Okay. Life be life and um we push through and um we make space and i knew it was gonna look i already knew it was going to, again i'm in the present i know what's for me is for me i knew i was going to be able to interview you it might not happen when i want it but it came on time exactly. and that's, and you exactly. and you again confirmed exactly I, you wouldn't have re- repeated the same thing Lindsay said to me yesterday when we interviewed so i know that it was meant for me so there you go wow
2: that's awesome
1: If the next person I interview at once says the same thing, baby, I'm just going to get up and shout. Because I don't know what else to do with myself, okay? (laughs) I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, you, okay? Okay. Well, you have safe travels and be safe. Um, You guys, I have two things that I want to say for you. I'm reading for your win. And I hope
0: that you have the best day ever. Hallelujah.